0: Level La Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment,
1: professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level La Up Latina.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, here we go. That's a funny soundbite without context. <laughs>
3: <laughs> here we
1: go chismes.
2: all right here we go welcome to another episode of the level La latina podcast this is episode 150 which is a very special episode for us we've reached the 150 and today in honor of teachers week which is happening right now as we record we have a special episode spotlighting an amazing educator who happens to be our college friend and now lifelong homegirl Araceli Catalan. When we have our fellow UCSB friends on the podcast, our hermanas, you know you're in for a great show. We're excited to have you, Ara. Welcome to the Level Love Latina podcast show.
3: Yay. (laughs) Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored to be on this amazing podcast. We're excited to have you and have you share... Your
2: years of experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, um, the funny, to have you share and listen to your stories as um, you've grown into this professional realm of being an educator. So um, before we start talking about your work and all the amazing things that you do, your creativity, todo eso bueno, tell us about your background, your upbringing, where were you born, toda esa cosa.
3: Okay, well, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Vero. I, like... You ladies, I'm a first generation Latina. Fun fact, I'm actually the very first person in my whole family to be born in the United States. I grew up in a very small town called Lompoc. It's about, I think it's like 47,000 people right now. Very traditional Catholic upbringing, uh, like most of you. And went to UC Santa Barbara with you ladies. Um, Got my master's degree at Pace University in New York City and um have been in education since pretty much 2004 so it's been a good long ride so far so
2: here's this young woman going from lompoc which is in the central coast of California, really close to Santa Barbara. I'm sure that was a major change from Lompoc to Santa Barbara to then New York. What propelled you? Like, why did you become a teacher? How did you stay being a teacher? Because I know sometimes, you know, the, the going gets rough and gets tough. And then what do you currently teach?
3: So when I was in high school, I actually was part of a program. Well, you know, ever since the beginning, I felt like I, being the oldest, I kind of took a lot of the responsibilities of like, you know, helping the kids and helping my sister with everything, helping my parents, you know, with documents and everything. So like, just the idea of like helping um, was a big deal for me and for my upbringing. And I always kind of liked the idea of being in education. In high school, I was part of CSF. I don't know if you guys are familiar with California Scholarship Federation. And part of that was um, doing tutoring. And so I remember you know, being in high school, maybe like a freshman or sophomore even, and I would tutor like little kids, Latinos, mostly um, uh, kids at, with reading or anything. And I just loved it. I love the feeling. And they were so cute. I was like 16. They'd be like, maestra, you know, like, and they, you know, be really sweet with me. And I just loved it. Going into college, I was like, I think I want to be in education. I wasn't really quite sure. Um, and then I joined, you know, an organization called La Escuelita at UC Santa Barbara um, and actually they're part of, um, they're like a branch of El Congreso if anybody's familiar with UC Santa Barbara and part of uh, that was tutoring students. Um, and so we would get paired up with a school and I started tutoring at, um, at a high school in Santa Barbara, I think San Marcos High School. And um, I kind of fell in love with it didn't still didn't know what I want to do. I kind of thought I was like, oh, maybe I could be a counselor because I just really like like the guidance idea. Um, but then my senior year, um, where I was kind of trying to figure out what to do afterward, um, I joined an organization, um, or I, I should say, I applied for an organization, um, Teach for America, and I got placed. And actually, I didn't want to go to New York. And you know, funny story. I don't know if any of you girls know this actually, but my parents were so freaking strict and so afraid of me like leaving them forever. Vero, you might know this, but my dream school, quote unquote, was UCLA, and I applied to UCLA and I got in. Shut my up. parents, yes, Shut girl, up. My don't parents were like, muy lejos." oh And you know God. me, me being like the the hmm. you know the first the daughter. Everything like, yeah, the first, yeah. I, I get was like, it. I get it. And I, yeah, and I you know didn't go. And it's it's interesting because you know I feel like now it was like you know one of those blessing and dis- I wouldn't know you girls. I wouldn't. I know have husband. I wouldn't have met you know. I mean, yeah, what yeah, would my life to be. be without? Yeah, yeah, it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, It was meant to be.
1: It
3: was yeah, meant to no, be. But isn't that crazy? Like part of that too and i listen to your podcast all the time but i think about like when you don't get that push you're nervous because you're like what if i freaking fail and because it's because i didn't listen you know it's like Diosito te va castigar," Diosito and this is why you don't do things and i feel like if i would have had a push I'm like do it girl like you will survive or my parents were like no vayas you know like it's too far and, and they they didn't mean anything bad about it. They didn't they didn't want anything they bad to well. happen to they me. Mean they well. mean afraid, well. They're afraid of yeah. their
1: safety and, you know, they get it. I get it.
3: Yeah. So I ended up, um, you know, going to UC Santa Barbara. I loved it there, by the way. <laughs> no regrets. Um, but um, nice. yeah. Thank so God the
1: nearest yeah. school to you wasn't like some dumb ass, <laughs> <class>. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: terrible experience. i like, parent. There's plenty of schools that are shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know it was a party school. No, yeah. <laughs> I know. They I know, them. right? Yeah. So it was interesting though because I was applying to Teach for America, right? So I still had that like mindset of like, you know, I'm g- I applied to the, the Los Angeles schools. I applied to the Bay Area schools, and then I got placed in New York City. And I remember my Theo. one of my tíos, um, he found out that I, you know, got accepted. And he called me, he's like, don't listen to your parents. You're going to New York. Like, you gotta go. And I mean, I had already made my, my decision. I had lived on my own for four years. I'm like, I think I can do... It. You know, it wasn't even... I can yet. Yeah, it was kind of like I think I can do this, and so you know I decided to go to New York City. Part of the Teach for America program is summer training, like it's like teacher boot camp, pretty much. They place you in a school for for two years, and um, during that time, you have the choice if you want to do the coursework, just the coursework, or the master's program. So I chose the the master's program, and so. Yeah, I did two years there, and the rest is history. I came back to California because I love it here, but um, I've been teaching ever since.
1: How many years ago was that?
3: So I started teaching in 2004. Geez, that's 17. This is my 17th year teaching.
2: Wow. Oh, my God. I remember Mm -hmm. the whole process of, like, what are we doing after college? And that feeling of... The nervousness, like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. I need a plan. I need to figure something out. So, for all the women out there that are, are still going through, if you happen to listen to our podcast and you are going from college into like, what's your next step and having to have it all figured out, you reach a point where you're just like, I don't know, especially when you're the first. Who do you turn to? And I remember so many of us applied for a TFA. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was kind of like a last resort. I didn't have. I'm like, I think I could be a teacher. I think I'd be, I'd be good at it, but I didn't have that little, that one thing that made, you know, like I didn't, I didn't make it through the process. I did my, you know, I prepared my lesson plan and it was really, it it asked a lot of the people that were applying and in a sense up interviewing for Teach for America and it's a legit program. And I know it's challenging, so I can just imagine, you know, being away from home in a city that's Something completely different than what you've been used to. You know, Lompoc is still very, you know, rural. Um, yeah. Santa Barbara is the city, but it's not like a big city. And then going, boom, to New York. So I'm glad. Like that the most
3: to- urban place you can go to.
2: Concrete yeah. <laughs> 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 <Like laughs> jungle. Yeah.
1: Like felicidades, yeah. because yeah. they didn't want you to go to UCLA. The other side <laughs> mm-hmm. of the country, the biggest biggest, scariest, right? Intimidating city that you could have gone to in the U.S. So I'm glad you went for it. Your Theo was it your Theo who said,
3: "Yeah, you do it? I <laughs> he was like, don't listen to your parents, you're going to go. I, was, I love okay. that. I love that. <laughs> so tell us
1: just more about your teaching journey. We're so excited. You know, it's teacher appreciation yeah. week. We love our teachers. You know, what's been your favorite part about teaching? What are some of the highlights of you as an educator 17 years later? Like, tell us all about it.
3: My New York experience, I worked there for two years and the, the kids I uh, worked with, I was always in math, like um, first two years in New York. I wasn't actually like a classroom teacher. I was paired with, it was kind of like a cool little gay. I was paired with um, the math coach. And so the math coach would kind of like um, coordinate all the math programs. And I was kind of like, I, I don't know what my actual title was. It was like, his, it was like, I was like his assistant. And I would go in and I was kind of like the prep teacher. So um, I would go in and teach either like math games or you know, um, help do workshops for the parents or we had like a math festival one day. And so we would do that. That was the first two years. And then when I moved back, I looked for a job in Lompoc. So kind of like a background of that. I, um, moved back two years after because I got engaged and I was like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, live in california and so i moved back with my parents here's another like first generation latina thing i literally did not live with walter because my parents and grandparents would have had a heart attack that's literally why i moved (laughs) back home you guys Mm -hmm. that's what happens (laughs) you move in with your boyfriends and your parents have a heart attack true trust me (laughs) Yeah, all of yeah. our parents were dropping dead. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, so I moved back with my parents for a year. Well, ended up working out because I saved money for, you know, the wedding and for, like, living expenses and such. But um, then I started working at a middle school as a math and science teacher um, for the one year. And then I moved um, up north to Hayward and um, where Sessie's Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and The stack. Um, the stack. Where Ceci and Otto are from? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Small world. Yeah, and so then I've been working as a math science teacher ever since. Now I teach high school math um, at a school in Hayward. So, yeah, I'm actually really happy there. I I love where I am right now, and I love the school. I love uh, my coworkers. I love my students. Um, Literally came back from, like, Hanging out with them today, so or not my students, <laughs> my co workers.
1: <Yeah. laughs> it's like, wow, you're that fun she teacher. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
3: careful over. not to get a
1: <laughs> court case. <laughs> she's not just any
3: teacher,
2: she's the cool teacher.
1: I know, she's a the cool mom. Cool teacher. Teacher. So tell depends us, on who you ask. <laughs> it, it, I know, right? And speaking about loving it and enjoying the school, like what helps mm-hmm. you stay connected to your students?
3: Um, well, I think the biggest thing is so, my philosophy is kind of like teach, um, kids and treat my kids my students the way I would I would want my kids to be treated not the way I treat my kids not the way other people the way I would want my kids to be treated like by somebody that is not their parent or not their tia you know what I mean like it's it's one of those things that I think that keeps um, the parents happy like what would you want your child to get from their teacher and I always think of that and I always reflect on that and you grow right? And that's always the goal. Um, And I think, you know, every year I go, every diff, every uh, situation is different. Every kid is different and treating it as such, um, I think is important. I always try to remember, and you know, it's hard because as parents, we do the same thing with your kids, but I always try to remember that kids are learning, like, and they're so young and you can't take things personally and it's not personal. So, um, remembering that, especially in high school, like, you know, sometimes you get like the attitudes or sometimes kids make mistakes. And um, remembering that, I think, I think has really helped me kind of foster the relationships with my kids. Have you always taught high school?
1: Have you taught younger? No, I've.
3: So I taught um, elementary school for my first two years and then middle school for like 13 years And then, no, 12 years. And this is my third year teaching high school. And by far, this is my favorite. Oh, cool. I love it. I think I've definitely found my niche.
1: I love that. I can definitely relate to that as a parent. Like, I really enjoy my relationship with my high schooler and my daughter who's in middle school. Like, I just feel like a better parent to adolescents that you can actually talk to and debate with. And my son cracks me up today driving him to and to hang out with some friends I was laughing with him because he was telling me about his teachers. Funny enough, funny, so appropriate. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about one of his favorite teachers, happens to be his AP teacher. It's the only AP class he's in. And so he took the AP test today and he's feeling so confident and so proud of himself. And and so we're talking about that and I go, you know, does does all your friends or do all your friends have the same teacher? He's like, yeah, so-and-so, so-and-so. He's like, and he's the best teacher, mom. And kids always vote for him. And when there's silly days of competition, like dump your teacher in the pool, like he'll be the one that we dump in the pool and he'll go in all dressed up, mom, he dresses up really cool and i go are there any teachers that don't dress cool and he tells me oh my math teacher you gotta see how she shows up and it was just so funny i'm cracking up listening to my kid tell me how he's a great teacher but she definitely shows up in like jorts i don't even know what jorts are i think they're like jean shorts and she shows up in sandals and and one day she wore shoes and the whole school talked about how she was wearing shoes and not sandals i'm just laughing at him because he was just talking about his community but it was really sweet i to hear him talk about his teachers in this way and his high school mm-hmm. teachers and the best dressed teacher and the funniest dressed teacher and how they are. And we were just imagining them rolling out of bed and kicking their flip flops on. And I love how he said like, she's a great teacher though. She really connects with the kids. She's, you know, she just doesn't dress up mom. <laughs> it's really sweet. But I just thought like, I love that. And I agree with you that high schoolers can communicate and they can talk about what they want and they can also demand great teachers. So congratulations, you know, cause they can also be vocal and they can give feedback. Right, so I think I imagine it keeps you on your game, right? I imagine it keeps you excellent because they're very opinionated, and it's an interesting age group.
3: Yeah, they are, and it's funny because you you can't take it personally sometimes. Like we have these um, end of the semester reviews or whatever, and (laughs) I remember this this last semester I had not let a student go to the bathroom, (laughs) and it was like the one remarked I was like never never never, never. <laughs> and I'm like okay I can I can only imagine who that person was they also like are like you said they're very vocal and they advocate and you know I've actually just had this conversation with one of my classes my algebra 2 classes which is pretty much all juniors um, I told him I'm like look your education like you have to advocate for it's like you know you can have the best insurance in the world but if you don't go to the doctor nothing's happening you know you can have like the best anything in the world if you don't advocate for yourself like no va a pasar nada like you need to if you're like hey i don't understand this or like i need to see this or let me know because i'm like i want to help you out Some kids are better at advocating than others advocating for themselves. Or some kids are like, I didn't do my homework. I don't want to ask her. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things that that where they feel guilty um, because they didn't do something. So they're afraid. And I try to like be open and I'm like, Hey, come see me whenever you need any help or come see me um, for whatever, you know? And, and actually at the beginning of the year, I try to uh, tell them like, We're all human, right? So like not just you, but like I'm human too. So know that I'm going to make mistakes just like you are. And let's just go through this year with grace.
1: I love that. In fact, that's going to be the tip of the day. Advocate for yourself and especially model that for teenagers because they're learning that. I think that's the key thing for high schoolers. They still want to maybe depend on their parents to speak up for them they are barely learning how to use email maybe not your high schoolers but i know that i struggle with my kid here at home that's a high schooler like did you check your email your teacher emailed you you know that advocating for yourself is huge you learn it now and also the grace is so important like we're going to make mistakes sometimes we forget as adults to advocate for ourselves so where we could teach our teenagers to do that that's the tip of the day advocate advocate advocate
2: teachers like take on this it's maybe not expected or just happens like you take on this role with kids you know especially and when you're in high school i feel like i felt I didn't have, you know, certain, my parents didn't know certain things. My parents went in first and second grade. You know, you learn as, as much as you can and aprendes la vida, you know. But in this case, like, you look up to your teacher so much, even though you don't want to say it. And when a teacher, like how Ara you're describing the way you have and the way you stay connected with your students, I feel that you're not only giving them the, the, the moment or the opportunity to learn math, You're giving uh, them the opportunity to learn about what life is and what the situations that will arise and preparing them for that. So like, in this case, advocating for themselves, like, you know, as first-gen Latinas, we have such a hard time finding our voice, you know, because we've been either taught to just show up, be quiet and and perform. But if we don't understand, like, you know, we're going to have those moments of doubt. We're going to have the moments of breaking down because we don't know how to ask for help and if it starts in the classroom with teachers that like genuinely want to uh, make sure their kids succeed then that already puts up like one step ahead than everybody else so I think that it's beautiful like it's something that you don't really have to take on but the way you said you know how would I how would I want my children to be treated by anyone outside of them being a teacher and I think that that gives us also that teenager or, you know, that young, young adult, that young little person, the opportunity to, you know, have faith in themselves, like know that, you know, it's going to be okay. I can ask for help. I can mess up. It's still early enough for me to do this. It's never too late. And I love that you are bringing that to the kids there.
3: Yeah. And it's like, it's, you know, there's so many teachers that are doing the work, like teachers do the work like our school. Um, and like I said, I really enjoy where, where I'm working at the moment, but you know, our school really does the work. We have this thing, um, where, uh, we call Mariner mindset and it's like, literally, um, it talks about responsibility, like taking responsibility for your choices, taking responsibility, um, for, um, making sure that you, you know, Not And then, like, educating our hearts and minds is part of, like, our mission. You know, um, our freaking books that we're reading as faculty is how to be anti-racist. You know, like, it's, like, those kind of things that we are really trying to be an inclusive environment. We're really trying to make the best for our students, and we're trying to get um, them to see their potential as well. Um, And that's what teachers do and you know like it like you said it's it's more than just teaching math it's like teaching about like life and you know sometimes it's easier than others like as parents you all know like you know what you need to do um Ceci, as nutritionist as like you know as uh, Luis knows you know what to eat but do you do it right it's like those things you Tu sabes, but at the same time, we're also human. So as (laughs) As as I I show the camera,
1: my greasy, cheesy, in and out. I mean, I know what to eat. We know, but
3: what's good? What's good right now? Yeah. So, you know, like we try our best. I try my best. I'm not perfect by any means. But like um, trying to remind myself and trying to remind my kids and and my students that I think is important.
0: Oh, you know, I feel like I wish... I would have had a teacher like like you. Just like knowing you and the way you teach and just like the person that you are and that I've known for so many years. Um, y que chiquito es el mundo, right? Because you know, you ended up with marrying one of my high school friends and then Beto ends up marrying one of my high school friends. And then now like you're a teacher to my oldest nephew. Like how cool is that? I always tell, like, I always tell Irene and Beto, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, (laughs) and you know, how cool is that? You know, full circle, you're a teacher to my oldest nephew. And of course, you know, cause you ended up in Hayward and it's just like full circle. So how cool. And I'm so proud to, you know, see you as my friend, and now, you know, teaching like the next generation of kids in Hayward, so, how cool, que orgullo me da, right, Thank you. Yeah. You know
3: what, you know what, Susie, that you brought it up, it's so funny, because like, now that I'm a teacher, right, like, I feel like our teachers were doing that, we just didn't see it. Like, I feel like, um, like, if I think back, and like, you don't internalize a lot of things, like, like, your parents do, for example, right, like, you don't internalize a lot of things, and I feel like, um, teacher have been doing it, right? But now you know somebody personally that's doing it. So you're like, oh, wow, like this, is, they actually do things for a reason, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's, I really do think that it's always been this way, but you're able to see it from a different lens now. Mm-hmm. Um So appreciation to all the teachers, past and present. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Dude,
1: I I can second that so much. And I think about my life and my trajectory and it was key teachers. It was key teachers that went out of their way that did something special. I had this fourth grade teacher. He was like an incredible man. He was working at this Catholic school and he was so different. He was so anti-war and there was one of the Gulf Wars going on and so he taught about peace and he had us listening to John Lennon and he had us paint his buggy. He used to drive like a Volkswagen bug and we painted like peace signs on it and no war on it and the nuns could not stand him he once got like arrested on campus and he like gave us a peace sign i was like this man is so radical for this catholic school but he was profound i'll never forget him i remember the books he would read to us i remember how much he loved us he was just like a heart felt teacher and he was rebellious and I love that about him and it resonated. And then I had this teacher sophomore year that was this white man new to the school teaching science. All these African American and Latino students and he just was trying to make an impact. But you know, kids didn't really appreciate him and he like he had no control of his class. But he was so trying to make an impact and trying to connect. And I remember he encouraged me to go to a class at UCLA. He helped me sign up and I'm like, what are we doing? Okay, I guess I'm gonna trust this man. I guess I'm doing it. And it changed my life to take that class sophomore year at UCLA I'm taking three city buses to go from Inglewood to Westwood like what am I doing just being a good little like Latinita and this white man told me I should do this but he cared and he was trying to make an impact and he's another one that didn't last because he was making such an impact in my life and I thought about him today because I was writing something and I thought if this man says like if I impacted one child you know when you know people say that like I do this for the one child I'm like I'm that fucking one child like I'm like maybe that was me like teachers were doing it I so, say like they really were I had another teacher who like was calling me all the time at home and I was like this woman is harassing me for me to go to this program for like 200 bucks to go to DC and DC like opened my eyes and I'm a junior in DC and my mom's like why aren't you telling me and I'm like I don't know that teacher's weird she's saying that I can go to this program that's weird like she they were trying and I wasn't seeing it and blessings and God and mom's prayer my mom's like I'll let you go like I'm like I didn't think you'd let me go she's she's telling me it's $200 this is a scam like but teachers like these little moments with these teachers so yes thank you teachers all of us have it I want to challenge everyone to reflect on your teachers. Maybe you were in a crummy system. Maybe you struggled. Maybe school wasn't your thing and you don't like it, but there was always that teacher. There, was always, there has to be that person that got you and did that one thing for you that changed your life. And so take a moment to thank them, think about them and give back and pay it forward. I think, oh my God,
2: I thank my teachers for being so patient with me, <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, una rebelde, like even just constantly challenging authority. I remember being in junior year in chemistry class and I loved chemistry and the vice principal was the teacher of the chemistry class and Mr. Ryan, big white dude, super cool dude también, but like everyone was so afraid of him, but we developed this really like cool but odd rela- like friendship. And I remember he's like, oh, Veronica, there you go. Because I would always be like, but, Mr. Ryan, but, Mr. Ryan, I, I wanted to, like, ask questions and clarify things. I mean, chemistry is hard. <laughs> did you really?
3: Or did you need attention? Touch-
2: <laughs> no, I did not did need attention. You to to touch- trust me.
3: <laughs> I was just like,
2: yo, Mr. Ryan, why is Hugo's butt looking so big over there? No, he you was a, like. You had a crush on Mr. Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He was not the man you wanted to have a crush on. Maybe his, hmm, maybe I, that's when I realized I loved intelligent men. Anyway. Point is, he was like, oh, Veronica, you're so obnoxious. <laughs> and I'm like, how dare you? But that was like the first person that ever called me that and has ever called me that. I was just like, my goodness, my, my teacher just called me obnoxious. But anyway, those teachers, oh, like, thank you a, for the patience.
3: I have a student actually that thanked me for the patience this week, actually. Like, Miss Catalan. I'm going to bring you flowers. She's like, you're a really good teacher. I just don't listen to you. (laughs) Oh, so I was like, lo ain't that the truth? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, you know, don't bring me. I felt like, you know, when people say, no me traigas flores. I was like, sí. girl, don't bring me flowers later. Just listen to me. That's all I want. I just want you to listen. I just want you to pay attention.
1: Keep your bouquet of flowers and please turn in your assignments. Like yeah. she's
0: on time, please, on time. Oh, yeah, we've talked. Well, we've been kind of all over the place with uh, your journey. And, and you told us about going to New York. To this new city, Veto really wanted you to share with us some crazy story about something that happened at a tr- on a train. I don't know if it's appropriate for the our listeners, but the stalker.
2: I remember you experiencing something. being at the subway, and that someone like jumped
3: into the oncoming train. Like someone like I remember you sharing that story. There was so there was so many crazy stories on the train. Stories. The stalker story. No, when the guy gave me the car. Oh. No, not the stalker. Man, the one where the stories, I got... this girl. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, sure I'm telling you. i have no idea. Um, the... Public transportation's a unique Yeah, okay. Thing. So there was the stalker story, and then there was... Oh, the one where they, like, try to take my stuff? Ara, there's so many... D- this one was,
2: like, the guy guess... that committed suicide, like, threw himself in front of a... Oh, no,
3: that oh, was the Oh, dear oh, God, do you have stories? No, that was
1: a me.
2: Well, who was it? Because it was you that I was in New know. York. <laughs> Tanya
3: Vero... Um, I could have sworn it was you, but... Evelyn, Evmo, it was Evmo. Mm. Baby F. Mo.
1: Well, Remember when Did we went, you went to visit you? And we were all yeah. slam-packed in that apartment. A bunch of us went to New York. And then we were buying you a vacuum. And we gave all the money to... Oh, uh, yeah. ¿Cómo Liz. Liz had a lot oh. money. and, she got, like, Liz and the stuff. twins. Yeah. yeah, like a by 13-year-old. I mean, at least I said they got mugged. And there went the vacuum money. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: You were living <laughs> in a rough part of Spanish well, Harlem. Yeah,
3: let's just say it's been gentrified now, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my <laughs> just... vacuum money would not get stolen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I lived in a crazy little neighborhood, you guys. I remember they, they wouldn't take us there, like the, the yellow cabs anyways. The this is like a wow. terrible word, but the gypsy cabs would take us would take us there. Like they would be like, Oh no, we drop you off at ninety six. You gotta go past that on. Wow God. Yeah. No, but there was that story where um this guy I used to take Ob- the subway train, literally on the 6th, um, Yay. It's like JLo, lo <laughs> I would recognize that, there uh, you go. <laughs> Is they, um, no, but there was one time, it was like around Thanksgiving, because this um, guy, man, stopped me and he was like, hey, and he gives me a card, and this was back in like 2004, you guys, like, like you know, past 9-11, like the, these kids experienced like literally oh, yeah. 9-11 in their mm-hmm. lives, Mm-hmm circa anthrax if you remember this um with the oh like God, yes oh you guys oh, yeah. Yes. yeah 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 so and i get a freaking card from this guy and it says like from i think I don't remember. It said his name, I think. And so I go, you know, to my school, like in the Bronx. Teaching in the Bronx, I lived in Spanish Harlem. And then I go to the science teacher. I'm like, I got this card from this guy. (laughs) She was like, What if it had And I was like, Oh my god! I was like, Oh my god! I was thinking the same thing. Oh my god! I was a math teacher. She was a science teacher. She busted out with her gloves. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <her> <laughs> mask? little did we know we were going to use them like 20 years later <laughs> oh my <laughs> god the Vera, I think it, yeah so we open it it didn't look like there was anthrax we like did like the, even the little dust sample there was nothing there <laughs> but this guy literally wrote me a note it was like I've been seeing you on the train for the last, I don't know how long. And, right, metal, metal's like doing this face like, oh, hell no. That's exactly <laughs> how I felt. And it was like, and if you smile at me, I'm going to give you this card. And I hope to see you soon. Girl, I did not take that train. After ever, that, ever again. again. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I'm sorry.
2: Stalkers are no joke. It's scary. It's, it's a, not until you experience something like that. I had a stalker when I worked at Enterprise. And we were like inside. One of my locations was inside of a dealership. So this dude had been stalking me for a minute, but that's scary. Like the sensation of realizing that someone's watching you or or they let you know that. You had great grammar though. You know, (laughs) there you go. Teacher, (laughs) teacher, teacher. There you go.
1: Yeah, it is. We can't have that event at your house. You guys are like scaring me now. (laughs) Mm, No, But stalkers are, are
2: they, they exist and they are scary. And then once they come out and let you know that they've been watching you is where you're like, why have I not noticed this before? And you
3: are just afraid. It's a well, very negative, ugly feeling. Yeah, that's the thing because you're like, like, I mean, I was, you know, I lived with Vero, uh, you know, our fr- our mutual college friend as well, the other Vero, and I lived with her, but like, it was literally just us. Like, there was nobody like within 2000 miles of us that like really view us. Um, and you're right, Vero. It's like that idea of like like when somebody like if somebody robs you in your home it's like oh shit somebody came into my house like this is my personal space it it did kind of feel like that like people have been watching y ni cuenta di, you know yeah this is hecka tangent
1: no it's a
0: great
3: story.
1: we wouldn't be the level of Athena podcast without <laughs> this so this is a great yes. thing ceci so, so take it away no um
0: thanks for sharing yeah no, it was we we were gonna we were gonna ask about a new york story train story so i don't you think know, that was, was that, that was i don't know what that was
2: no it was a guy that threw himself in front of the train due to stress or that something. but it me. wasn't not a, that it wasn't, wasn't you then but that was the one i was referring to but i know you had many more but that was just like this seems so traumatic <laughs> i was just like oh,
0: shit, oh. oh my god so we're we've come to the end of our show where we ask our favorite question to our guest. So the question we always ask all of our guests on our podcast is, what advice or words of wisdom would you share
3: with your 25-year-old self? Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. What's meant for you is meant for you. Eso que ni que aunque te quites,
0: te va a tocar, como dice el dicho. Well, thank you for being here today. Um, we enjoyed having you. We finally made it happen, and I'm glad it happened this week. On Teachers Appreciation Week, porque te lo mereces, and we just wanted to, you know, share space with you and learn and have our listeners learn about your journey and get to know a little bit more about, you know, our time together at in college and then your own journey. So thank you for being here today and for sharing thank your you story. Thank you so much
3: for having me, ladies. It's been a blast.
1: Yes, it's been
3: okay, I need to be on your random show. Oh <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes.
1: We'll, take, we'll take guests anytime. Yes, 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 yes. Um,
0: Thank you to our listeners. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. Um, If you want to continue the conversation or have specific questions made for for Ara, I know she's provided great feedback to me for my own coaching clients who are teachers. So thank you, Ara, for that. But if you want to keep the conversation going or have topics of your own that you want us to share, learn more about what we do, please visit our website, levelliblatina.com or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Our handle is at level There you will be able to learn more about our one-on-one coaching our Guilfrey squad. Also, if you're a small business and you want to promote your business on our podcast, hop on over to our website to purchase your business shout out. And with that girls, it's a wrap. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thanks for all the love and all the feedback you give us on this much, much loved podcast. Thank Bravo. you. Bravo. We love Bravo. our teachers.
1: Bravo. We love you, Ara Tel. Felicidades. Our My Rose. Rose. She's our proxy. Go ahead. Go proxy. <laughs> We're gonna have <laughs> her back on a random episode because she's got New York stories. <laughs> <laughs> she's got new Stories stories. Stories.
2: <laughs> stories. Don't forget
1: to level up, baby.